0: Hey, and welcome to the Quest podcast. We are so excited that you are here. Life with Christ is an absolute journey and you do not have to do it alone. Jesus is in every single bit of it. We are excited to help you connect the Bible, the word of God to our culture and your calling. God has so many great things in store for you and for the world around us if we choose to step in with his mission and his calling in our lives. So grab a backpack, a water bottle and join us on the adventure. Hey quest listeners we're excited hey. to have you back and jump back in we are in the final Uh, The final episode of our calling series, where we get to talk to somebody who is in the field, um, who might not be in a field of ministry, but is in a field that God has called them to and is serving faithfully the Lord in that field. So we're excited. I'm excited to introduce to you my good friend and buddy, Benjamin Hohalter. We are excited for him to be here today. Um, Man, he's just been, we were just talking before this podcast started but uh we've been battle buddies for a long time so i'm very encouraged by him his faith and what he's yeah. doing for ben would you go ahead and introduce yourself who are you and what do you do
1: yeah hey guys um thanks so much for having me on the podcast uh just super stoked to be here and be able to share a little bit about my story and um, i pray that it helps encourage some of you um as you're just moving forward and trying to figure out kind of where god's calling you and um just the excitement that that brings um but yeah who the heck am i so my name is benjamin and thomas hohalter um i am a shredder <laughs> i love to ski i currently live out in winter park colorado um and i live on the mountain and so um unlike you guys i'm a little bit closer to god so uh <laughs> in elevation that is <laughs> but um yeah so uh currently right now um i am working full time job as um a firefighter paramedic. Um, I work up here in a rural county called Grand County, Colorado. And so um, kind of what that looks like is, my job is to help fight fires, obviously. um, But then as a paramedic, I also function um, on the EMS side of things, the emergency medical side of things. Um, So anyone who's sick, um, gets injured, whatever that might be, um, I also function in that role as a paramedic. Something cool about my job that I think is super rad is um, we do a lot of search and rescue calls out here. So um, we've got a lot of people who come up and want to come ride snowmobiles. And so they'll go out and unfortunately sometimes (laughs) they'll get in accidents. And so who gets called? We do. So we jump on our snowmobiles and we tear off into the mountains and go find them, patch them up. Um, You know, if uh, they're really injured, get to fly them out. We'll call in a helicopter and send them down to the hospital. But um, yeah, it's a super awesome job. (laughs) I like to describe myself as just a big kid playing with a bunch of toys. And so (laughs) uh, that's currently where I'm at right now. But um, I graduated from Southern Wesleyan University in uh, 2017. Um, So that was about four years ago. And um, yeah, I've just found my way back out here to the mountains, which is kind of where I've spent my life growing up. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about who I am right now and, and where I'm at.
0: Yeah, thanks, Ben. Uh, anybody yeah. who talked with you knows this huge passion of yours um, for the medical field. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like um, in high school and then throughout college and kind of how God has um, weaved your calling into his calling on the world? So, uh, yeah, talk a little bit about that. How did you get to where you're at and how did God do that in you?
1: Yeah, totally. So um, I'm going to back up. So kind of a little bit about my testimony Um, when I was going into high school from middle school I was just very shaky in my faith Um, I didn't really know what it was like to completely be sold out for Jesus and um, honestly I didn't know much about other world religions and one of my friends uh, claimed to become a Muslim and another buddy was claiming to be um, like Hindu and I was like man what's a Muslim and what's what is Hindu? I had no idea. I was just kind of ignorant to the fact of other world religions. Um, But they started telling me about how, you know, their, their God and their gods um, were the real God and the real gods. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? There's, there's more than my Christian God. And so I started to just ask a lot of questions and I was just super shaky in my faith. And when I went into high school, my identity was not founded in Christ Um, it was very much in kind of like just the ebb and flow of the day Um, I succumbed to a lot of peer pressure because I wanted to please people and um, unfortunately I kind of became this rebellious skater kid um, because I thought that that was cool I mean skating is cool in and of itself but uh, (laughs) I was more of a skater to like fit in with a certain group of people Um, but unfortunately that cost me um, a lot and my relationships with my family and friends just really suffered, um, as a result, because I was trying to please my friends and not those who were closest to me. Um, so anyways, you know, by the grace of God, we ended up moving away from that high school and, um, we came back to the States. Um, I'm an air force kid, by the way. So we were overseas. Um, but I went to this Christian summer camp called Kanakuk and, um, It was the most amazing experience of my life. I got to see um, guys and girls, our counselors, just love each other and like what it meant to truly love each other without this like romantic desire um, to love someone or like somebody. I saw what it looked like to be um, a brother and sister in Christ. And that really started to um, change my life. And then we had this thing called the Crosstalk where our camp director um, just shared the gospel. And for the first time, I felt like I actually got what it meant um, to fall in love with Jesus and to completely be sold out to Jesus. Um, And so (laughs) Michaela knows this, but um, he was like, if anyone feels like they want to come forward and they want to just come down here and pray and just kneel at the foot of the cross, feel free to do so. And still being a little punk, I literally shoved kids out of my way and ran down (laughs) to the cross and just... (laughs) I was a little aggressive in my pursuit of Jesus right then and there. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, man, I got down at the, at the foot of the cross and I just completely gave my life to Jesus. And ever since then, I've been sold out for Christ. Um, God is so good and He's so worth it. Um, and so from that point on, um, I went and started a new high school where I met Michaela. Um, and you know, at that point, my calling had become love people. Um, And so, you know, and that's still my calling today is to just love people well. Um, And while I was in high school, you know, I started to try to figure out well, what does it look like for future Benjamin um, to love people well? And I started thinking about all the gifts, talents, abilities that God had given me. And man, let me tell you, I sat down in anatomy and physiology class in high school. And for the first time, while I was studying, I think it was the human eye. Um, we were studying the human eye. And for the first time I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Like how the eye works. And I was like, I want to study more. And as I continued to study more in that class, I started to just feel this burden, like this beckoning um, by God to start pursuing medicine. (laughs) I was like, can I be a doctor? I was like, is is that kind of where I'm feeling like God's calling me? God's kind of like pushing me. And it's like, I don't know. But let's just continue to like pursue this and we'll see what happens. And so I ended up becoming a lifeguard. And um, when I was a lifeguard, I got to um, use a lot of first aid and I got to jump in the pool and jump in some lakes and go and help rescue people. And um, I started to apply more of my understanding of um, physiology and how the body works. To help take care of people, and I was like, "Yep, this is it. I think I want to be a doctor." Um, And so, honestly, from that point on, um, anyone who knows me, especially Michaela, knows that my desire to become a doctor was um, just started back in high school. And um, you know, to this day, I still desire to become a physician. Um, I've just kind of taken a different path to get there, Um, but a lot of mentors have kind of pushed me down this path to get a lot of experience. Um, You know, became an EMT and uh, ran some calls where uh, I remember my first like true call was we had a patient who was in respiratory distress. He couldn't breathe. And, um, while I was loading him up in the ambulance, he ended up dying. Um, he went into cardiac arrest and, um, my partner was locking up the door and no one else was around. So it was just me and, um, put the guy into the back of the ambulance, locked the stretcher in. And I was like, let me feel for a pulse me see if he's breathing. And sure he wasn't. And so I was like, all right, here we go. God help me and started doing CPR on the guy. And, um, it was an incredible call. We actually got him back and he walked out of the hospital, wow. um, a few weeks later, which is super rare. And so, you know, something like that just continued to catapult me towards medicine. Um, and it's just amazing, you know, just to use the gifts that God's given you, um, and the strengths and abilities that God's given you individually. Um, to be able to help take care of people in whatever way that is. And so for me, it's medicine. Um, so, yeah, you know, working as a paramedic right now, um, still pursuing medical school. Uh, we'll be applying this summer and we'll, we'll see what happens next. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, to kind of go back to like what it means to have a calling. For me, my calling is to love people well, um, be able to love myself well by recognizing the unique gifts, abilities, strengths and talents that God's given me and then be able to love other people well and teach them to do the exact same thing. Um, And so for me, that's kind of what a calling is. It's just this burden and beckoning that God sort of places upon your life, but it starts with loving him first and loving those around you first and whatever field that you end up in.
2: I have like one like major question that just kind of is related to this. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> yeah. <to bring> <laughs> Christianity into the medical field and everything you're doing and have a great time snowboarding in between. You make it sound like it all flows so well together. Um, so I guess my question is, I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's been with a lot of practice or, I mean, there's God in there, obviously, but just, I guess my question is how do you, in the midst of, um, the medical field and everything else you're doing still allow yourself to still be focused on God in the midst of that. Or even when you're doing like, you know, like even in high school, and you're like, I want to go to the medical field. I feel like sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the other things you're doing or studying to almost put God aside or leave him off. Or if you're like working with guys like kind of at the station, Anyways, I just, for me, how do you put yeah. those together without them becoming so separate that you, how do you keep your focus on Jesus while you're doing the work that sometimes may not feel naturally focused on Jesus?
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, for me, I think um, a word that has just been kind of like my word for last year and this year as well is um, consistency. Um, and so, you know, that that means a lot in different ways. But, um, you know, specifically pertinent to your question, I'd say starting every day off with your devotions, um, praying, getting down on your knees and making God Um, your priority, first and foremost, has helped me tremendously. Um, Because it is so easy to go through this life, you know, from my own personal experience, and just seeing those around me. As soon as you start cutting Jesus out of your life, or you start putting him on the back burner, and you try to do things for yourself. um, That's when it's so easy to get caught up in other things and kind of like lose focus. Um, So for me, you know, when I do my devotions, um, I just feel like it's this rejuvenation of my calling each and every day, you know, there's terrible, I have terrible days though, you know, there's days where it's hard, it's hard to be a Christian, especially in, um, you know, being a first responder, you know, you deal a lot with death. um, And so um, that's, it takes a toll on you. Um, A lot of people who um, are in this career field, at least from those that I've um, interacted with, uh, don't claim um, to know Jesus or love Jesus. And so, you know, I'm very much on my own um, as a Christian, And so not having that kind of like supportive bubble around you, you know, is hard at times, but, um, you know, for me, it's just, it's always going back to starting a day off with Jesus, or at some point when you have time during your day, invest time with Jesus. Um, you know, when I drive to work, I listen to Christian music because it gets my heart prepared and ready to help not only take care of patients, but take care of my brothers and sisters in the fire department. Um, because we all are going through different, um, difficult times and so um you got to take care of those around you right um but yeah so i
2: love that that's so honestly but simple like just what you said just in general like uh that hey when i focus on jesus to begin with if i if i lose that priority it's so easy to get distracted (laughs) and focus on the other things that's that's so real and true
0: right I think something else that you hit on is that it really looks like you. Uh, Like God is watching (laughs) you a certain way. And so um, you have a certain way that you interact with people that that mission is coming true. Like you just love them the best way that you can and trust Jesus with the rest. Mm -hmm. Like I remember a story that you told me about uh, lifeguarding where you're just felt like the best way that you could love people that were swimming laps at your pool was to play Christian music in the morning. And like, uh, <laughs> you didn't know how that was going to affect them. But you, I remember you sharing me with me a story of like, one of them came up to you and was like, this is, this has just been such a peaceful time. Thank you for playing that music. Cause that spoke to me. And in that little moment, like maybe that wasn't a whole gospel presentation kind of thing, but it was, that um like that person was impacted by you and by that choice that you made um because you feel like you're obeying the lord and so um you find little ways to do that throughout your day um can you speak more to that like how do you how do you just insert the little little spaces
1: oh man you know it's just amazing when you meet jesus and you love jesus and you're sold out for jesus um and you know kind of going back to what i was talking about with the calling right I recognize that I am Benjamin Thomas Hohalter. Like God has made me unique. Like he has given me all of these gifts, strengths, and abilities. You know, I keep saying that, that are pertinent to Benjamin. Um, You know, I love my dad. He is my role model. Um, I want to be like my dad. He's a chaplain in the Air Force. You know, he's been extremely successful um, in the Air Force and taking care of people. And he's just like a man's man, and he is an incredible leader, right? And so I want to be just like my dad. But my dad has constantly reminded me that, Benjamin, you know, it's awesome that you want to be like me. And he's humbled by it. He's like, but God made you Benjamin. He gave you gifts and abilities and strengths where you're going to be able to reach people that I'm not going to be able to reach. And he's like, so, you know, take hold of the person that God made you to be. So for me, right, you know, I'm like a ski bum slash snowboarder skier, right? You know, I'll talk about Jesus to people on the lift. I don't even know about, I'll just, you know, be sitting there and I'm just like, man, God is so good. We got (laughs) dumped on, like, let's go shred some pow. Like, you know, and all of a sudden, sometimes it facilitates conversation and someone's like, you know, you mentioned God, like, you know, I don't like that there's a God or like, I don't understand what it means that there's a God. And then it's boom, it's go time. Then Benjamin gets to talk about Jesus in just the way that Benjamin gets to talk about Jesus. And, you know, typically it might be like a shredder with me, right? So, you know, I'm down with the lingo, you know, (laughs) I'm just myself, you know, and all of a sudden that person is receptive to Jesus for the very first time. And it's because I'm being faithful about who I am. I'm not trying to be someone else. I'm trying to be who God made me to be to help take care of somebody. Um, So, you know, Michaela mentioned lifeguarding, you know, I Worked at the YMCA and, uh, you know, Young Men's Christian Association. I was like, you know, I think I'm going to play some Christian music. And, you know, it's amazing. You know, you start just talking about Jesus or you provide this spiritual environment. All of a sudden, people are starting to ask those deep questions that everyone asks. Like, who am I? Like, what's my purpose? Like, who is God? Is there a God? And you've created the perfect environment to start talking about who Jesus is to you. And you get to share Jesus. So. I hope that kind of answers your question. Um, but my biggest takeaway, especially for you guys who are listening, is be yourself. You know, God made you unique. Freaking love that about yourself. Like you are going to be able to talk to certain people that nobody else is going to be able to talk about. Talk to and talk about Jesus to, except for you. So be faithful with the gifts and the strengths and the abilities that God has given you. Yeah. Um, you talk
0: out of such passion, and I know that about you. Uh, you've been you've been been in some tough spots you've seen a lot of things you talked about like death and tight places in the medical field you've seen walls of fire right before your eyes Uh, you've been in spots with other people how has that grown your faith Um, you see a lot of things and so what does God teach you through those things that you've seen
1: oh man a lot (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's a really deep question um you know if anything it just teaches me to just continue to be reliant upon him for strength um you know it's super hard um in this career field when you have death um especially when you've given your all you know i've had many patients where we're flying hot down the road in the ambulance trying to get to the hospital save this patient's life and you know, I've rolled my sleeves up, I've taken off my uniform shirt, just pouring sweat, throwing everything I can at this patient, thinking of every single protocol that I can follow and trying to think outside of the box. Like, what does this patient need? Their blood pressure is tanking. Like, do I need to give him fluids or do I need to hit him harder with, you know, something called a presser, which helps increase just the contractility of the heart and allows for blood flow to, blood flow to improve and allow for the brain to work. And, you know, what is it that I can do? And I'm throwing everything at this patient and um, I make it to the hospital and, um, you know, they're still alive when I pass them off to the surgeons and to the doctors. And, um, you know, I end up getting called to go take care of somebody else. And I come back and like, Hey, you know, how's patient John Smith doing? They're like, Oh, he just died. You know, that's really hard um, to hear. But at the same time, you know, how God has really helped me is he's reminded me that he has given me this like 100% passion about whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to give my absolute all. I'm, you know, as we say out here, you know, I'm a full sender, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to send it. And, um, and it gives me a lot of peace to know that I have studied hard. Um, I have trained, I have, stayed sharp on a lot of my content um, as a paramedic to be able to take care of patients to the best of my ability. And so when someone dies, I know that I can walk away knowing that I gave them my absolute all. Um, and so it gives me a lot of peace to know that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my absolute best to help take care of these patients, to help take care of whatever situation is going on. But ultimately. God brings people into this world and God also takes people out of this world. Um, And, you know, that I did my best. I did my all. And, um, you know, it's still hard. I've um, I think the hardest part of this job is um, having to tell people that their loved one has died, Um, especially in cardiac arrests where you show up and, you know, um, especially if it's like an infant or it's a toddler. um, And then you have to go and tell the parents, like, listen, they're not coming back. They've died. Um, and it's super hard and I've cried on many scenes, um, with the family, um, and it's difficult, but you know, at the same time, right, there's an opportunity to love people well, you know, you're able to share with them like the emotions you're able to just hug them. If they need a hug, you're able to just be quiet and sit there and answer questions. If they have questions, um, you're able to just be present and allow Jesus to work through you. Um, and it's amazing how just presence sometimes is all people need. Um, and so, you know, again, I, sometimes I don't know what to do in different situations and I'm constantly praying in this job, Lord, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be present right now. Just speak through me, use me, help me to be present and love people well right now and whatever it is. Um, you know, you mentioned the fires. We recently just had, a massive fire. I'm I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It's called the East Troublesome Fire and um, it just broke pretty much every record in the world for the fastest moving fire Um, and amount of acres covered I think like (laughs) per hour per minute Um, but it came right towards my town um, in our fire district and so I got called back to um, go fight this fire. I'd actually just gotten off that morning and um, we got a recall message and um, our chief was like, Hey, every single firefighter who's um, full time, part time reserve resident, we need you to report to station one. We've got the East Troublesome Fire. It's headed right towards our town. We have to evacuate the entire district. Um, so, you know, jumped in my truck and took off. And it's a humbling experience when you're driving down a road that everyone is fleeing, and all you see is fire on the ridgeline the whole way for miles and miles and miles. Um, smoke is just everywhere Um, and you know I get to the fire station and it's pretty eerie everyone is gone all the fire trucks are out Um, end up finding a radio try to communicate and figure out where everyone is everyone comes back and they're like hey we have to defend the mouth of Grand Lake we have to defend the town of uh, Grand Lake and they're like pull hoses we're gonna attach the hydrants we're gonna like make a last stand right here and try to keep the town from burning down um, so we start doing that and then all of a sudden our chief comes flying up and he's like the fire is moving faster than we thought everyone evacuate we're getting out of here and so we all jump in our trucks and we drive away and um, we wait about 30 minutes try to figure out where the fire is the fire had like cut off basically one of the highways for us to leave and then it had cut off the only other exit north of town and so we were basically stuck in our fire district with fire on both sides and then lakes um, And so we waited about 30 minutes, figured out kind of where the fire was moving. And our chief was like, okay, let's go back. And, um, you know, this whole caravan of fire trucks, um, we all turn around and we like drive right back to the fire. And um, honestly, probably one of the scariest moments of my life. Not gonna lie. I was scared out of my mind. I was like, this is it. I'm gonna die. (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna go fight this fire and it's gonna kill me. And uh, my mentality was kind of like, well I'm gonna freaking fight this thing or I'm gonna die like you know I don't really have an option here so (laughs) kill or be killed and so um (laughs) went back to this fire and um you know that was a time to love people well um you know I was scared and a lot of the guys around me were scared especially um, a lot of the newer firefighters like myself um but I was able to just be like hey boys let's get stuck in like let's get after it this is our job like we've been called to be firefighters like let's do our absolute best and like not focus about the reality of potentially dying from this thing and let's just try to save what we can yeah. and um you know so like that's you know just the time to take care of people and um the thing I, yeah it's it's an interesting career field
2: <laughs> the thing I hear even like you, you didn't mention it as much in that story but the previous story but i was hearing you just talking about um, just being present with people. And what I hear is you just seem to carry God's presence into those different scenarios or whatever hard it is in an amazing way. So that's just an amazing testimony and even encouragement to think through that. Um, one yeah. that, And so, I mean, it's kind of already already answers a part of this question that we're wanting to ask too. But um, if you were talking to high schoolers that yeah. feel a strong sense or call from God, that they want to give their lives fully to him, but it feels different than potentially the traditional pastor or missionary role and so it's it might be a career that feels outside of kind of the the traditional church of the local church what advice would you give to someone because you see like so like I, you, you just live that out so well so so high schooler feeling a strong sense and call to live out the life for god but it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. in a yeah formal ministry role as in like a church or missionary role. what would you say to them as they're from the next steps
1: i would say freaking send it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah you know recognize in yourself that god is giving you this burden right you know there's this book um, called pilgrim's progress which um, i'm sure a lot of us are familiar with but um i think about that a lot you know having this like burden that you're carrying um it's hard being a christian Um, And moving into any career field, even, you know, the church, moving into the church, because I think a lot of people hold you to an even higher standard, um, especially if you're a pastor or you're in some type of ministerial role. Um, It's just, that's just kind of how the world kind of looks at us, you know. Um, But if God has given you an incredible gift and ability to understand science, um, recognize that. Maybe God's calling you to be a scientist. Maybe God's calling you to be a doctor. Um, If he's given you an incredible ability to, um, you know, have like an entrepreneurship type of mind, you know, go start a business and make it founded upon Jesus Christ and allow it to grow and allow that business to just impact so many people's lives when they come into your business. Um, Whatever it might be, you know, I think that God speaks to us all in different ways recognize that right so for me being in nature that's how i feel god speak to me the most like it's just incredible how you know i'll go skiing right and i'll start listening to just some christian music and i'll be singing hymns while i'm like you know bouncing through the moguls or whatever and um, all of a sudden god will just like say something to me that i may not hear when i'm necessarily in church you know god speaks to me incredibly through church but like being out on the mountain just being in his nature being close to him, especially up here, you know, 13,000, 12,000 feet above sea level. um, You know, God speaks to us differently, like recognize how he speaks to you, start to understand like, what are these things that God's blessed me with? You know, if he's given you an incredible opportunity to speak and to just be charismatic and allow people to kind of flock to you, what if he's calling you into politics? What if he's calling you into some type of, you know, Deviant leadership role where you're going to be on TV, you're going to be in front of the entire nation. What an incredible calling to be in a position like that and to speak to people at that type of leadership level, you know. Um, so to answer your question, if you feel this like burden, this beckoning um, to start moving in a certain direction, to start exploring a different class, a different career field, don't listen to what necessarily everyone around you. Wants you to become, you know, if they're like, "Oh, you'd be a great doctor," but you feel a calling to become a missionary, you know, what? What, what is God saying to you? It, it doesn't matter what other people are saying to you or telling you. What is God telling you? Um, you know, sometimes, you know, even your parents might want you to become a, a lawyer or whatever it might be. If they want you to become a mechanic, they want you to go and do something else. Maybe God's calling you to do something different, and. All I want you, all I want you to hear and take away from this is: listen to what God is telling you, um, and learn how to hear Him better. Um, And you know, I can't really explain all of that on a podcast. But get with your pastor, get with um, someone who loves Jesus closest to you, and ask him. Be like, "Hey, what does it mean to hear God? Um, You know, how can I hear Him more closely?" And um, start to foster that. And uh, it's amazing how when you start listening to God and pursuing where He's leading you, just the peace that will come with pursuing his calling in your life so again how I started it freaking send it
2: (laughs) (laughs) it. dude and I love your heart the one thing I just want to highlight that you said that I think is so important too is that usually if God calls you to something I feel like it usually goes against probably someone's wishes for you that you love or is close to it doesn't have to but usually there's going to be someone whether it's a family member or a friend you're like, why don't they agree with that? But it's just hard for them to understand. But you have to kind of own if God's calling me to this, it's not to make everyone else happy. I have to follow through Yeah, So good.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think you're always going to meet kind of opposition. Um, You know, when I became an EMT, um, I ran that call that I described earlier where the guy was respiratory distressed and went into cardiac arrest and we got him back. After that, I was like, you know what? I want to be able to do even more than what I can do as an EMT. I want to become a paramedic. And so I told everyone around me, I was like, I'm going to become a medic. And a lot of people were like, dude, you don't have enough experience to become a paramedic. Like you, you'll wash out, you know, you won't even make it through paramedic school. And honestly, when people tell me stuff like that, it just like reinvigorates me to just get after it. And um, one of my favorite mottos in life is embrace the suck. <laughs> life is hard it's challenging <laughs> embrace the fact that it's hard and it's challenging and get after it um and so you know i became a paramedic and um some people started asking me more like hey man is this it like is this all you want to do you just want to be a medic and just you know ride that career out and it's like you know what i feel like god's always called me to become a doctor and i really wanted to get more experience being a medic and then move into becoming a physician yeah. and they're like you'll never make it into medical school you know like you should just focus on being a medic and." Mm-hmm. um You know, there's a lot of opposition and you're going to find it. But if God's called you to do something, do it, like pursue it, like push the haters aside and cling to Jesus, cling to the foot of the cross and be like, God, this is so hard, but I feel like you've called me to do whatever it is. I'm going to pursue you and I'm going to cling to the cross and I need you to help me, Jesus, each and every day. Yeah.
0: Ben. I just want to go send it right now. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm just going to go.
1: We'll send
0: <laughs> oh, thank you so much for your passion and your yeah. wisdom and your just discernment. You are snow boots yeah. on the ground, my brother up there. Um, yeah. You are ski boots. You yeah. You snowboard boots on the ground. You are firefighter boots on the ground and the gospel is sure. with you. And so, um, yeah we're praying for your ministry to continue to be blessed um thank you thank you for your passion thanks so much Uh, yeah so for you guys listening remember you can catch us on our website uh we've got our social media quest at swoo. you can find us on instagram facebook um any of your choosing websites and so uh we're kicking things back off so you can yeah. Uh, yeah, you can consider us continuing through the rest of the semester. We're going to jump into our culture series uh, next week. So that's going to be really exciting. We're going to kind of switch gears. But we hope that this calling series has been really impactful for you. Share it with your friends, share it with your parents, share it with uh, the people that you love that are close to you. And we will see you back here yeah. next week. And if
2: you're listening and you heard this message today, and what you heard is go and do it because God's calling you to it. Yeah go and do it. All yeah. right. If you're still watching <laughs> it, if, you, if we didn't, if didn't convince you enough, go do it. God's calling you to do it. Go do it. I love that.
0: Send
1: it. <laughs> Send
2: it.
0: Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.